0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I'm Blaine Gilmer. That is Jed May. We are here once again to be talking all things Georgia football recruiting. The signing day on the February 1st signing day is here on Wednesday. But in the meantime, uh, we have uh jed a pretty good pretty good guest and jed you're muted if you don't know by the way we got a got a nice uh, guest that's going to be on here with us um but first jed how are you doing this evening man i know you had uh some stuff going on so before we get into our interview here what how's everything going with you
1: yeah going good um you know been been busy like you said and um you know, we took a little trip out of town this weekend and go watch my first NHL hockey game up in Charlotte. Uh, if there's any hurricane or in Raleigh, if any, uh, if there's any hurricanes fans out there. But, but Blaine, I don't think anybody wants to um, wants to hear me talk. I think <laughs> people are here of, to hear uh,
0: of the pleasantries, huh? Numero uno that
1: we've got waiting in We're the wings.
0: Going to get going to get to our guest, the number one player in the country for the class of 2024, none other then Dylan Raola. Dylan, thank you for uh, for joining us, man. We we greatly appreciate you coming on and being part of UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts here. Of course, anytime. You know, I, I always love doing this kind of stuff for you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you can see right there, right off the bat, we've put it in the comments and on here. Follow uh, Dylan on Instagram using at Dylan.Raola on IG or on Twitter at Ryola, Dylan, just his name's uh, switched around there. So, man, Dylan, it's got to be a crazy time for you. Uh, you were committed to Ohio State for a while there, and then, you know, obviously the the decommit, now you've opened things back up and taken some visits and really establishing a rapport with some different schools. So just kind of talk to me about that aspect of it with Georgia. How has the University of Georgia gone about establishing a relationship with you?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Coach Smart's done a great job with that. Um, they, they, they stayed consistent even when I was committed. Uh, maybe not checking in with me, but, you know, just my parents. Um, and then, you know, once I decommitted, uh, they kind of let things dial down, and then um, the dogs are back and recruiting me. So, uh, you know, Coach Smart, Coach Munkin, uh, Coach Bobo, uh, really, really a lot of the offensive staff, And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just grateful to, to be viewed as that in their eyes. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to get to Athens and and, and enjoy some time with them. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned Kirby smart, uh, a defensive
0: guy we all know there's no secret there how is it how is it talking with with coach smart what does he kind of like bring up to you how is the what's the without giving away all the secrets and stuff Mm -hmm. you know what's what's kind of the conversation with him more of a defensive oriented guy and what does he say to you about how they would use you in that program and and what they would like to see out of you if you came to georgia
2: yeah uh coach smart Uh, you know, his main message is that he, he really wants me. Um, And, you know, I just have a lot of respect for him and how he goes about his business and how he's created Georgia and how he's, how he's used that program to just, you know, skyrocket through the roof. Um, You know, he's, he's able to compete with every school uh, and and dominate them. He showed that. Um, And just, just, just seeing, just seeing and being able to talk with him uh, about, you know, just, just what his vision is for me and my plan, uh, if I were to can't come to Georgia, um, you know, it's it's just it's special to be able to talk to such a high caliber guy like that, um, and he he really loves his family, and you know that to me that that means a lot, and that shows me a lot. Jen, what what you got for uh, Dylan here?
1: Yeah, Dylan. I know you've been to Athens several times. You, you've been to games out there, but but you were also in LA for the national championship mm. um, a couple weeks ago. Outside of uh, the weather, which which kind of sucked. Um, what was that experience like? What was it like being in the middle of you know being in that stadium? Obviously, you've got family mm. connections to TCU as well, but mm. but being in that stadium and seeing Georgia deliver you know one of the the greatest championship game performances I think college football has ever seen.
2: Yeah, that was that's definitely a buggy list thing for me. Um you know growing up as a kid you you dream of things like that going to a national championship and and you know watching them win um you know I was very fortunate my my dad got to get tickets in the in the georgia section, so you know i was I was all dogs that game you know i had I had my little red pom pom thing going uh cheering for them every 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 single second of that game um so you know it was just such a cool experience watching coach smart coach. Um, Just watching that offense perform and then, you know, their defense playing lights out the way they did. um, It just shows how much of a team they are and how close they are and and how well they play together. And I know Jed's
0: got another question for you. I want to interject, you and your sister getting any kind of fight during that with you cheering for Georgia and her being at TCU. she like elbowing you in the ribs during the game. What's going on there? You there? Hello? Dylan, you there, man? Yeah, I'm
2: there. Yeah, I'm yeah. Good. Yeah, you yeah. Hear me? Uh, yeah, I cut out a little bit, but I, I heard I heard, it, I heard the end of it. I know where you're going. Uh, I did. My mom had to tell me, Um, you know, I had to calm down a little bit, but I was letting her hear it for a little bit. <laughs> but, no, nah, it, it was good. She she told me at the end of the game, the only other team she would cheer for is Georgia. So, you know, that, that's a win for me. There you go. Dead, uh, now, I know you got another one for him there.
1: Yeah, you know, just th- this whole recruiting process. There's so much stuff that's thrown at you, and 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 pitches from all these different schools. W- what's the most important thing to you when when you're looking at all these different schools? Is the offensive system? Is it the the skill players on the roster? The coaching staff? When, when you're evaluating these schools, what's the, what's the uh, you know the most important thing you're looking at in a future school?
2: Yeah, I think as a quarterback, uh, a relationship with the head coach, whether it be offense or defense or special teams. Um, I just feel that that's very important to me um, relationship with the offensive coordinator, uh, a system that will fit me. Um, and, you know, just, just a college town. Um, and I think Athens checks all those boxes and uh, you know, that's just a, just a great town to be around. I've been there four times um, coming back for a fifth and uh, you know, I'm, I just, I just love, love what Georgia does. Um, love how they go about their business and, um, and you know, back to your question, it's just all comes down to relationships, um, and you know, just being transparent with everything. And uh, you know, it's it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, but I love what George is offering right now. You you did
0: bring up offensive coordinator there. Obviously, it's no secret that Todd Munkin is you know getting pursued by NFL teams. But that's kind of what what happens when you win back to back national championship. Everybody yeah. wants a part of success. Yeah. And I know you've I know you've kind of seen that. Who knows what's going to happen if that mm-hmm. were to happen. Just tell people, I mean, how much would that impact? What would that, would that make you kind of take a step back and reevaluate? What are what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, coach Munkin and coach smart, they've been transparent with, with all these interviews going on. And, um, you know, I'm happy for coach Munkin that he's, that he's able to go interview with NFLs and, you know, he's deserved, he's earned that and he deserves it. Uh, he won two back-to-back natties and, um, you know, I wouldn't say change things, um, but it would definitely definitely be something to look at. Um I know Coach Smart has the next next guy. If Coach Monkey were to move on, he has the next guy in the system already, um, you know, ready to to step in and fill those shoes right away. Absolutely. Uh so what is your timeline look like right
0: now? I know you, you went out to USC. I think you're going to try to maybe get to another couple of schools, maybe out, out West. And then of course, a visit to Georgia. But, um, when do you think that, that Georgia visit might be? And what is your recruitment timeline as a whole look like?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll start with the, the visit. Uh, I'm I actually got everything booked out ready to come March 18th. Uh, so I'll be there for the first spring practice. Um, and so I'm I look forward to that, but uh, for a timeline, uh, you know I I really don't have a timeline. Uh, I don't I, I don't want to put a timeline on on my decision. Uh, I feel I feel that you know you put a timeline on yourself that you you won't make the best decision. So just really letting everything happen naturally, um, and and just being patient. You know I think learning from that before when I when I had to decommit. You know I I was I kind of jumped the gun and I rushed a little bit, but you know. You, you learn, you live and learn, and, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to have this, this second opportunity at this thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, did I know you got one more for him.
1: Yeah, just, you know, obviously the, the number one player in the class, you've you got some some gravity to you. Who are some of the guys, you know, in your class that you've really built some strong relationships with and that you're recruiting maybe to come play with you no matter where you end up?
2: Yeah. Um, shoot, the list can go forever. You know, I I want to keep the dog fans waiting uh or or just listening but nah I I really have a good relationship with KJ Bolden um he's (laughs) he's an athlete um Ellis Robinson uh, a couple guys that are committed right Peyton Woodyard uh Mm -hmm. you know he he's out here on the west side so he's him and I have got a great relationship before he committed and uh, you know he's he's always he's always texting me hitting me up uh recruiting me myself so uh you know Jeremiah Smith, he's committed to Ohio State, but you know we stay in touch just to see, uh, you know what happens. And um, Ny Car, uh, Landon Thomas, uh, shoot, it, it goes on for a little while. Sammy Brown, um, Brandon Baker. You know I, I'm kind of recruiting everywhere. I make sure I fill my obligations with the coaching staff, so so the uh, the coaches know that I'm, I'm working. But um, no, I I think it's just. Really, when I talk to them, the main message is just just a relationship part. Um, you know, you know, they can get we can all get caught up in this recruiting stuff and uh, we forget that we're that we're kids and uh, we're still in high school. So, you know, I really just tell them, take your time, enjoy high school. You know, if you need me, I'm here. Uh, if they need to talk to anything, talk about anything, you know, I'm always willing to to help somebody um, lend a hand. And, you know, I'm I'm always going to be there for for whoever needs anything.
0: Dylan, no stranger with your family background to the NFL, so we got to ask you before you get out here. You know, got Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What, what are you thinking? You give us your give us your thoughts. Who's gonna win that in a couple of weeks? Who's who's winning
2: that one? I got to go with my guy, Mahomes. Uh, I mean, that that that's, yeah. been, my, that's been my dude. Uh, I love watching him play. Uh, I try I try to mirror my game after him. You know that that's hard to do because that, he's a special talent. You can't find that everywhere. Um, and you know, I, I just think I just think the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to do it. Uh, but you know, no disrespect to the Eagles. Uh, I know a few people on the Eagles, and and you know, I, hopefully it's it's out here in Arizona, so maybe we can go to the game and there you miss, go, the Super Bowl. Maybe make a go to the Natty and go to the Super Bowl in two years. That's that's a good way to start off 2023. I think. Absolutely. Um, everybody, make sure to we put it in the
0: comments up there at the. At, top and then also you see it on the screen at dylan.raola on ig at raola dylan on twitter so make sure to give him a follow now you know we've talked about football we've talked about recruitment stuff like that but dylan we wanted to give you the opportunity here um, because you like many others were touched by the the tragedy that occurred with the university of georgia when chandler Lacroix and dylan willick uh and 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 uh and excuse me i'm blanking devin willick uh lost Lost his life there in that tragedy uh, a couple of weeks ago. You were actually scheduled to be on with us uh, uh, that night, but I know it affected you a little bit. So just give us, uh, give us, you know, your thoughts on how you remember Chandler LaCroix specifically and how she impacted you and your family.
2: Yeah, that was, um, that was a hard, hard couple, of three to four day stretch uh, with my family. Um, you know, Chandler, Chandler was there for my first ever visit in camp. So I was there in June 2nd, 2021. Uh, that was my first ever camp visit everything. And she was my host. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer and I, and I don't think, I think God set that up perfectly for her to be my, my first host ever in this recruiting world. Um, and, you know, we just, we got to build a great relationship. She, uh, she's always smiling um uh, when you're around her you you know you'll be touched by her smile um she's just she's such a tender heart um and she she loves her georgia football um you know i i used to i used to call her during the games during the national championship game and she she just loves she just loves her georgia football and um you know i'm very i'm very blessed to have crossed paths with her um you know i i got to know her outside of recruiting um just just the way she, she uh, took care of my family, uh, you know, that really meant a lot to me um, and just, just really how she carried herself uh, and, and the way she, she impacted that whole building. Uh, I think we all can agree that, that it was a, it was a hard, it was a hard couple three to four days when, you know, when, when we had to find out she was gone, but um, you know, I, you know, I, I always remember her. Uh, I always, always keep her in my thoughts. Uh, I know she's watching me from above. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm just very, very blessed to have crossed paths with her. And, um, you know, I, I, kind of have something more to play for too now, uh, more than football. Uh, you know, I always, I always keep her in in my, in my thoughts before I, before I play football.
0: Absolutely. Well, well said, and, uh, it, it was a, a tragedy that impacted, uh, so many, uh, and Dylan, you know, very well spoken, very thoughtful. Uh, you're going to do great, no matter what school you end up at, but we greatly appreciate you coming on here with us and, uh, interacting. This is really, if you're going to think about it. This is your first live uh, performance, but, uh, before dog fans. So whether,
2: uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, I really, I really appreciate you guys for having me. Um, everybody that tuned in, uh, you know, I really, I'm thankful for you guys that tuned in and, uh, you know and that that's that's kind of all I have for me, but you know, go dogs.
0: Absolutely. So Dylan Riolà here with us. Appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll be keeping up with you. Uh Expect that spring visit, on March 18th, and we'll be looking forward to talking to you after that and seeing how it goes, Dylan.
2: Yes, sir. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Thank oh, you. Thank we'll see you.
0: All right. So that is Dylan Riolà, the number one overall prospect in the class of 2024 and jed we have to take a minute and dissect some things that were said because i know your big j journalism uh spidey senses went off on a couple of those uh, a couple of those statements that that went off there jed what was your takeaway from that interview with dylan Raola?
1: yeah i mean i mean one and, and i see it in the comments over here he seems like a good a, a good kid. I mean, if, if there was ever a kid that had a right to be um, – let's see, how can I say this PG? Um, it, if there was ever a kid that had a right to have a big head about him, it would be a, a quarterback that's the number one player in the country, right? Um, but he comes off as a real level-headed, humble kid. Um, But, yeah, I mean, when, we, when you talk about the guys he has really strong relationships with and, and guys he's recruiting – there was a, a very strong uh, Georgia tint uh, to that list when you talk about Peyton Woodyard, Nye Car, Landon Thomas, um, Ellis Robinson, who who is is a huge Georgia target and um, is announcing on Wednesday. Georgia seems like you're in a good position for a Sammy Brown, KJ Bolden. I mean, if I'm Kirby Smart, that sounds like a list of guys I would want Raiola to be recruiting if if he was committed. So um, that that stands out, and then just. You know he the the kid can't stop smiling when he, when he's talking about munkin and and watching that game and you know giving his sister a hard time at the national championship I mean, that kid you know he he really seems like and and you know listen we talk about all the time Kirby Smart doesn't burn bridges whether it's the transfer portal whether it's kids that are committed this is why you know Dylan Raiola is committed to Ohio State for. I don't know four or five months, and then and then he backs off the pledge, and now Georgia looks like they're in a great spot uh, to potentially land the um you know a, a franchise quarterback. So um, that's what happens. The staff maintains these relationships, and then they're in prime position to pounce. Um, you know, once Dylan comes back on the market, so um, you know, I think what comes through in that interview is that Georgia's done a great job in this recruitment. They looked to be maybe the favorite at one point before um, Dylan ended up picking Ohio State, and now they look like um you know they might be the favorite again.
0: And, uh, you know, Dylan has a lot of uh, – if if Dylan were to come to Georgia or if he were to go to USC or he were to go uh, to Nebraska or Ohio State or wherever he goes, he's going to have major influence uh, on on people. And we're seeing that on Twitter live right now that's going on. Jonte Gilbert, who's a 2025 uh, Ohio State commit that visited Georgia this weekend, he just liked uh, the link to the show here tonight. So I'm just there, – there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, Jeremy uh, Barbary asked here, how would he be affected if Munkin leaves? We dur- we addressed that d- directly. Excuse me, Dylan did in the uh, Dylan did in the interview. I asked him, hey, straight up, you know, has Georgia been transparent about uh, about these interviews with Munkin, and you know, how would it affect your recruitment? He said. Jed, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said, "Hey, Kirby Smart has been told him about those interviews. He said he was happy for Todd Munkin, that he deserves to get those interviews, whether he goes or not. And also, he said that Kirby Smart's already got the guy in place in the system to to step up and and kind of take that take that OC role. Should that happen, uh, that sounds that sounds like uh, Mike Bobo, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think." Th- that could be taken to mean that Kirby has a guy he would go after or not necessarily in the system. You know what I mean? But either way um, you know, it, it's not shocking to to any of us that follow this program that, that Kirby would have a contingency plan in place, especially with a guy like Todd Munkin, who, you know, let, let's face it when he was hired, no one necessarily thought he'd be spending the next 20 years in Athens, right. With, with his background and the, the experience he's had um, at all levels of football. So, um, but yeah, I think the main takeaway from that is like if Todd Munkin were to leave, and I th- basically I think Dylan knows, you know, if I Todd think he Munkin knows that there's somebody familiar like, with
0: the system that's going to exactly. step up in, in there.
1: like he would be thrown into uh, a world of unknowns if Todd Munkin were to leave. I think if Todd Munkin accepted the Buccaneers' job tomorrow. You know, obviously, you want to see how the hire comes in and all that kind of stuff. But he would have a good idea of okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's how Kirby will address this. Here's what things might look might look like, um, which is huge because you know a, a decision timeline in in Munken's Munken's leaving. It's all kind of coming together maybe at the same time here. So uh, to at least have a little bit of to avoid it, avoid some uncertainty there is 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 huge.
0: And I think. Apart from football, apart from whether Dylan Roller goes to Georgia, whether he goes to USC, whether he goes to Oregon, Nebraska, Ohio State, wherever, what I took from that, Jed, that was one of the more impressive showings in an interview mm-hmm. that I've seen uh, from a young man. He's very well-spoken. He has He's very thoughtful and introspective, and I thought that his uh, sharing what Chandler LaCroix meant to him and his family – and how much they were impacted by the tragedy of uh, lose, the losing of the life of her and Devin Willick in the in the uh, wreck a few weeks ago. I thought that was uh, very eloquent and you know very well done.
1: Yeah, and, and like you said, he was it was scheduled to, you know, I guess the 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 wreck happened on on Sunday. The day after, he was supposed yeah. to be yeah he was supposed to be on the show the day after, and and it it affected him and his family so much. And, and listen, we talked about this. Um, I guess when we did our show that week and it's like these these recruiting uh assistants or, or direct whatever the job titles are, they have a they have a, a huge impact with a lot of these kids. I mean, like like Dylan said, she was, was basically his introduction to the recruiting world. He shows up in Athens and remember that 2021 Blaine was was coming out of the COVID dead period when you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Dylan had never been on a college campus before for a visit at that point in his recruitment. So Chandler LaCroix was one of the first faces he met in the recruiting world. And, and, obviously she made a huge impact on him and, and that continued through all of his visits to Athens. So, um, you know, just a, like you said, a very eloquent and, and thoughtful, um, response to things. And I think it was, it was telling that he said, yeah, I've, I've got, I've got a little more to play for now, now with, um, you know, Chandler staying on his mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, Georgia, if they were to land, a, a, a Dylan Raola and already having, um, Ryan Puglisi on board, man, you couldn't get two more impressive young men, not just athletes, but impressive young men. They both uh, came on this show are uh, gracious with their time and and have acquitted themselves greatly in, in and there's, you know, communication skills and everything that's going on. I think that's something that, that you look for in a quarterback, somebody that that's comfortable, that can, that can, you know, talk in front of people and do that. So uh, really a great, problem for georgia to have if both of those end up being commits and uh, i think it is worth noting that we talked to directly to ryan puglisi and asked him uh, the uncomfortable question we said hey if dylan Rola does become a georgia bulldog what is your thoughts on that how does that go and he said it changed it doesn't change anything i'm still coming to georgia that georgia is where i want to be and i want to compete so if that indeed is the case then uh, man what a First of all, you and Dash and uh, Roddy are going to be really busy when that comes around. On uh, you know uh, that that quarterback competition comes on. You thought uh, you thought Stetson and JT was something, or Fromm and and uh, Fields was something. You didn't see nothing. Do you, you see a potential Raiola and Puglisi. So that uh, that that would be something else right there. But um, let's go ahead and mention that. As you see on the screen, UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts is brought to you by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. And uh, listen, they are top of the line, just like Georgia's won back-to-back national championships, Turner Wood and Smith Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance top of the line when it comes to the insurance game locally here in Georgia or regionally. They can help you out as well, whether it's life, home, car, business insurance. Both companies have been around for over 100 years. Turner Wood and Smith, great on the customer service side, is going to make sure that they point you in the right direction and they have these wonderful policy uh, holders like auto owners, policy providers like auto owners that is going to make sure that you have um, all your needs taken care of. I know my family uh, has You know, benefited from working with both, and uh, uh, you should do so as well. You can see the links scrolling across, or the uh, URLs for each company scrolling across the bottom of the screen, or in the description, whether you're listening on podcast or watching on video. All right, Jed, uh, we got some questions here. And, you know, we have, despite that great interview with 2024, number one, there's still some 2023 business. Uh, to take care of, and our first question comes from Knox, twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, what are what are we hearing on Deuce? The guy could be Kyle Pitts, but if he goes to USC, I stop worrying about him totally. Just being honest, so yeah, this one is is you know we've been saying that that Deuce Robinson is, um, you know the the this is he's the main domino left to fall right in in Georgia's twenty three class, and you know now there's we've been hearing that it's not a certainty that he commits on Wednesday. You know, I spoke with, um, um, you know, some sources today, and they're basically saying, yeah, there's there's baseball stuff, there's basketball stuff. Deuce. He doesn't really have a reason to rush um, at this point. He's obviously not an early enrollee, so um, the timeline might be pushed back a little bit, maybe take another visit. Uh, Georgia and USC are uh, still kind of the main contenders with Texas kind of in there as well, but, um, you know, maybe we, we um, you know, that might not be happening on Wednesday. We'll, we'll keep monitoring that over the next Probably twenty four to, to thirty six hours and see how that goes. Um, Jamal Merriweather, Georgia commit, is, is expected to sign with Georgia on Wednesday. Talked to some Brunswick coaches today, um, and Walker Lyons as well. It's got to watch on Tuesday. Uh, another tight end that we talked about a lot. But yeah, Deuce Robinson, we're still, um, it, it's kind of up in the air now, to be honest, whether he um ends up signing and committing on on Wednesday. So we'll um you know be sure to keep it on the UGA Sports Vault because as soon as we hear something, uh, that's that's where we'll go.
0: Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um, listen, Deuce Robinson, can we talk for just a minute about how, whether or not, it, which, listen, all of our, all of our sources at rivals on the national level, uh, everything that we hear and the sources that we talk to have indicated that Georgia's in great position here, even with some of this late stuff going on at at the end. Uh, with Deuce Robinson, but even if he were not to come to Georgia, can we just talk about? I put in the the original tweet that we put out promoting the show that Todd Hartley is a ninja and somebody else that is a ninja and is sneaking into the conversation here is Trent Smallwood. Welcome in, Trent. We appreciate you coming in, bud. Hey, uh, I'm
3: glad I can make it. How was yeah,
0: how dude, was the interview? No, dude, it was it was it was I I'm gonna I'm gonna. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. I think it's the best one we've had here on rumors versus facts broke a little news. He shared that he will be making a, uh, he shared broke the news here on UGA sports rumors versus fact that he'll be making his visit to Athens, March 18th, the first spring practice. So, uh, that's, that's my right. Birthday. That, hey, happy birthday to Trent. Birthday. And he's getting a Dylan roll visit to, to Athens uh, to cover. Um, so listen, uh, That's why you tune in each and every week, because you don't know what recruits we're going to have on here. You don't know what guests we're going to have on here, and that's why you subscribe to the UGA Sports YouTube channel, the largest Georgia YouTube channel out there. So, uh, you know, make sure you do that. It's absolutely free. Hit that subscribe button, like, do all that kind of stuff. But, Trent, I was just talking, we were talking about Deuce Robinson and how, you know, he, he, he may even decide elect not to uh sign on wednesday depending on baseball and things like that and i'll let you speak on the baseball part in a minute because you know for those of you don't know trent uh used to coach baseball heavily involved in it things things of that nature um so he's got much more grasp on what it actually takes for a high schooler to to go you know pro and get that kind of money to to maybe forego some other opportunities but i was just saying about todd hartley you know i put in the original tweet that he's like a ninja because even for Deuce Robinson to even consider coming to Georgia with already having Pierce Sperlin and Lawson Lucky in this class, on top of Oscar Delt being there, on top of some guys that are looking in the 2025 class, I mean, it's remarkable. And, oh, yeah, Walker Lyons is in the conversation as well, even though he wouldn't be there till a year or two later. But I think it's just unbelievable what Todd Hartley is doing right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, just to think that he's landing – I mean, he, he could possibly land four of the top. I don't even know what they are. But, uh, uh you know, four of the top tight ends uh, in the country is just remarkable in, in one class. I mean, the majority of the time you see one or two uh, come off the board and may, maybe you'd be lucky to land one of them. But uh, talking about landing four uh, tight ends in one class is just crazy to, to begin to begin with and and four of the top tight ends in the country is just uh, remarkable. So yeah, I think um, you know that was the discussion down in Orlando. He said he would uh, wants to uh, announce on February first, but it uh, if he wasn't ready to announce on February first, he he would push it uh, further back. And at the time, he wasn't too uh, he wasn't too familiar, uh, uh, I guess, with pushing it back and and what all that uh, um, you know what all that took to do. And but I th- I think he's probably got a better grasp on it now. But with that being said. I still think uh you know he, he's kind of shut everything down he he didn't take a visit this past weekend he wants to uh you know he's trying to kind of keeping everything close to the vest and uh coming into this weekend, I would say georgia uh you know was the leader and with no visits taking place and uh you know i I know that it's baseball, but I'm not sure uh what exactly uh baseball wise could push it back at this point unless he's gonna wait till after the season see what kind of season he has and and then you're looking at may so uh I, I would say uh, he announces either February 1st or soon after. Um, I don't think baseball is going to play a, a huge part in that that decision right there. Um, it's, it's a little different than in the past with the NIL. Um, uh, I mean, a few years ago, if you got drafted 15th, 16th round, you saw high scores go because, you know, the, the money. And uh, it, it might not be a lot of money. might not be the money you want, but it is money. And uh, you, get, you can kind of erase that now with the NIL. and in-
0: I don't know. Are we thinking? Are we thinking that he's that high of a draft pick? Uh, is it? Is it talking about you know top two, three rounds uh, that where there's major money, major signing bonus on the table?
3: I think there's some a lot of false stuff out there. With uh, I mean, uh, w- with the comparisons, I think he you know just because he's a spectacular athlete, uh, he draws a lot of comparisons, and I've heard the Aaron Judge and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, those are just comparisons. I, I, I mean, I, his, his travel ball numbers were not, fl- uh, you know, floored to, to me to, to say, gosh, you know, th- th- those are remarkable stats. I think it would be all on uh, just what kind of athlete he is, uh, the, how he moves at, the, at that size, um, his arm from the outfield, uh, things like that. But, uh, you know, I think he's got a ways to go with the bat before uh, he's ready to play to one
0: All right, so uh, that is your update on Deuce Robinson there. Uh, Jed, we got another question here from Old Pine Tree.
1: Yeah, which non-SEC region top recruits does Georgia have the best shot at as of today in the 2024 class?
0: Well, I think we just spoke to one that lives out in Arizona uh, that that I think they have a pretty good good shot with. Um, Trying to think regionally, you know, I mean – there's sure. Ellis Robinson, who,
1: who uh, you know, is at
0: IMG now, but is
1: originally from, from New York, New Jersey, that area. Um, Justin Scott, who I, I spoke with earlier tonight I from know. Chicago, um, you know, got that Georgia offer, I guess, a couple of weeks ago and, and was going to commit, I think, tomorrow originally and, and has pushed that back. He's going to be visiting um, Georgia in, in the spring uh, for spring practice. Um, Aaron Butler out of California is a guy – uh, George looking at it as a receiver it was in town this weekend and seemed to uh, love it. He actually was in town Saturday, stayed overnight and was back on campus on Sunday. Um so that's a guy. Um
0: Blaine you mentioned Riola. Um I mean Deuce is from Deuce is from Arizona
3: as well. Uh so you know, yeah, but he's, 23 he's in twenty twenty three. To think. I mean, I guess Walker Lyons would technically uh, be considered twenty-four. Yeah. I know there's yeah. a bunch of Texas kids, the Georgia's actor.
1: Oh, yeah, there's um, yeah. Jordan Seaton from the DMV. Uh, you know, the DC area was also in town this weekend. Yeah, and speaking uh, of that, a guy who
0: of, may be their number one edge guy on the entire board, is Dylan Stewart, uh, who's from uh, from Washington DC, Georgia absolutely loves that kid and uh, has. Several coaches have already been up to visit and things like that. So um, I'd expect there to be a full court press on him. Uh, you know, he's out of Friendship Collegiate Academy in Washington, DC. Um, you know, around 6'5, 230, 235 area there. So a big edge guy right there. That that's another one. But that's some of them. Uh, some of them right there. We got got to get got a few more questions we got to run through here. Uh KSDJ eighteen sixty nine, Jed. Yeah, is Georgia done with running backs in the 24
1: class, or do you see a decommitment coming from the likes – see a decommitment coming from one if the likes of um, Jared Gibson, Cam Davis, or another wants to commit?
0: I think it's highly unlikely that both those guys end up signing with Georgia that are currently committed right now. Um, I'm not going to – I don't like to – and I don't think we really – need to throw a name out there anything like that but i just think that it's very early you know and and some of those those moves happened earlier than others but Trent, if there's if if jared gibson cam davis or any of the the top top running backs want to be a member of this class you know george is going to make a way for them to be on there whether it's signing three or whether it's uh you know somebody getting forced out
3: yeah and you're at a situation where you're going to lose uh Dejan, and you're gonna lose Kendall after this year um so the the running back room is going to thin out uh but I think I think you'll see two uh at the end of the day and I and and, you know like you said I don't think both of the uh, running backs committed right now are gonna are gonna be with Georgia come signing day next year um but I look for Georgia to um try to make another big splash uh, at running back I think um the most recent commit is, is something that they really have lacked uh you know the james cook type uh, the speed catch the ball at the backfield um I, I really like uh his game so um you know i, I don't know which direction they'll go but you know i, I would look more at a, a uh, more um i guess power back kind of kind of guy to, to pair up pair up one of those guys
0: yeah, we got a YouTube comment here. Jesse, man, this is a this is a recruiting show. If you want to hear about what's going on with the team team, then you need to tune in Tuesday to Coach Donnan or Wednesday when uh, TK and Sean are talking a little bit. That's when we do more team. But uh, we appreciate you tuning in, man. But, hey, very rightfully to be – people to be excited if Georgia is uh, – does end up landing Dylan Riola and they have – uh, Ryan Puglisi there. I mean, what a duo that would be there. But, no, we're just messing with you, Jesse. We, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Um, let's see. we got another question from KSDG1989. I'll read this one. Sammy Brown and KJ Bolden were at Clemson, and Jaden Perlotti went to Bama last week. Are we still feeling as confident as last week about Brown and Bolden to UGA? And also, uh, he went on to ask, I couldn't fit it on there, Does, do we need to be worried? Does Georgia need to be worried about – um, Perlotti, uh flipping to flipping to Bama. So Jed, you know, I put on there that that I think you know, based off things that that I've been hearing, I think Georgia sits a really good spot with both Sammy Brown and KJ Bolden. You heard Dylan Raola say that you know he's really doing uh, his best to recruit Sammy Brown to wherever he's going to end up. So that would either be Ohio State or Georgia because that's kind of the common two between between those two. Um, and there's a lot of signs there. What's your thoughts on those two guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, with Sammy, um, you know, the the three kind of from the beginning have been uh Georgia, Clemson, and Tennessee, and some a few others have worked in there. But he was, I want to say, he was one of, if not the first offer for Clemson in that that 24 class. So obviously, Dabo Sweeney and company have got him as a huge target, and he was there this weekend. But you know, just the way Glenn Schumann ha- has built that relationship. Glenn Schumann, as we saw. I mean, look no farther back than this twenty three class. Or yeah, the twenty three class is is just is doing insane work at inside linebacker right now. So, um, you know, George is in a good spot with him. And then KJ Bolden is, is you know, how many times have we talked about the the so called Buford curse on this show, Blaine? But but he's a guy that George is going yeah. after really hard. I mean, I don't know that there's you now there there are a few people that are as high on George's board as as KJ Bolden in that class, whether it's at receiver or safety. Get him on campus and figure it out. Position, I mean, he's a guy that, that they really want, so um, Georgia's going hard after those two guys, and and I think Georgia at minimum is probably top two or three, probably for both of those guys right now. Um, um at, at the worst, um, and then Jaden Perlata, you know, is a 25 guy, there's a pretty much two years of where he long
0: time, so there's a
1: long time, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's worth worrying about it too much anyway. But, you know, he's a guy that, that when he talked to him, he, you know, the Georgia staff's done a good job building relationships with him. I mean, the Georgia staff could look entirely different by the time he signs for all we know. So, um, but, you know, it, it, it's not shocking that he's he's going to take visits or anything. I mean, Justice Terry is at a 25 commit going to take his visits. Um You know, it, it's it's to be expected with, with kids that, that have got that long to go. So I wouldn't put uh, – I wouldn't. I wouldn't shed too many tears
0: over it for sure. As Trent says all the time, this isn't Clemson, uh, where they tell you, "Hey, if you commit, you can't go. You can't. You know, you can't visit anywhere else." Georgia, they let people because if they ultimately in the the day, if they want to go to Georgia, they're going to go to Georgia. Uh, Andy Stowe, I'm not going to read your whole question, brother, because we already addressed it with the running back type deal there. Um, But appreciate you as always, Andy, one of our most loyal listeners. Also, I did uh, did need to put up there that Andy. Uh, said during our uh, during our ad, he put a little plug in there uh, for. Let's see if I can find it. He put a little plug right here for auto owners. He said he's had it for years, so appreciate you uh, repping auto owners. Must champs reading glasses says he he actually made the switch a few weeks ago. So there you go, auto owners is do, doing it doing its deal over here on rumors respects Got a, a couple more questions. I don't even know if i can read that name i don't know if that's a, <laughs> a name that we can read on air so i'm just going to read the question could we see a commitment from jordan thomas four-star dl from new jersey hey you got that uh fran brown connection from up there from his time at rutgers
1: yeah and and he jordan thomas is a guy that actually made it to town um over the weekend and i spoke to him last summer when georgia offered i talked to him on draft night um. Obviously, when when Trayvon Walker went number one overall, he told me at the time that Georgia sees him as a, uh, like kind of like that five tech defensive end outside linebacker hybrid type. Um. So so working on getting in touch with him, but but that's another guy we we've talked about how over the past couple classes Georgia's working to kind of replenish that position, especially that five tech Blaine with, um, you know, with Edric Houston is, is on that board in this class and. Um, You know, Colin Simmons maybe fits in there. And Champ Thompson has committed to to Clemson over the weekend. But that's still a position that's kind of um, up in the air a little bit, I guess, in the 24 class. And Jordan Thomas is a name name to keep an eye on for sure, especially uh, making it back down to Athens this weekend.
0: Darth Janus says, have you guys noticed a difference in the way top receivers talk or view the – talk about or view the Georgia program? If so, do you expect it to pay dividends? Trent, uh, do you think that this year – uh georgia like i said that's a minute putting up the sixth highest single season passing yardage amount in sec history you think it changed how r- receivers are viewing georgia
3: i mean just go look at what georgia did in the portal and you just know what you know the the view on the georgia program has changed uh for sure um you, you know if, if you know todd monkey you know he likes to throw the ball uh, Georgia probably threw the ball more than, uh, you know, 90% of the teams, in the SEC, um, uh, you know, a lot of people looked at Ohio state and those type guys as, as, you know, pure passing teams and Georgia actually passed it more than those teams in the season. So, yeah, I think that the whole, um, you know, the the talk has changed. I mean, Georgia went out and landed Anthony Evans and some elite receivers last year. And you didn't see Georgia doing that a couple of years ago, even though they, they did get some steals with lad and AD, uh, um, but you know, I think that definitely the 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 look of Georgia football and and the way the recruits are talking about it that that's all changed. And uh, Georgia's no longer I mean, I, they're still considered I guess a power running team because um, they can still land the elite backs. But I think wide receivers are taking a notice uh, of what this Georgia offense is doing. So um, yeah, you definitely see a change. You've heard you've heard more. About uh, the way Munkin runs offense, the way he likes to spread it around, the way he likes to get his playmakers in space—that's so one of the biggest things I've heard.
0: Brett <laughs> Walmart says winning rings cures any misconceptions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure over there. Uh, so, and two to to piggyback off of that. Listen, even this year, Georgia was extremely explosive on offense, but what was one of Stetson's strengths, it's his legs, right? Getting on those bootleg action, things like that, being able to to move the pocket a little bit. Also, he is was a, a shorter quarterback. Well, if you have a guy who's more of the stature of a Vandegrift or a Beck in there that's going to be more in, in the pocket, you know, taller type guy, then I think that's going to – change a little bit even inside of Todd Munkin's system uh how the offense is called probably listen you said it Munkin loves to throw the football so I think it's going to be could be become even more pass happy in there on, on certain things so uh definitely I think there's lots uh, to be you know excited about for if you're a wide receiver that's considering George Georgia uh Jed one name that you know is is kind of is making a run out in 2024 is josisa trader who has connections to a dylan raola if uh if you know if dylan were to to come on board
1: yeah and jeremiah smith as well who's a guy um that dylan mentioned is still committed to ohio state which talk about jojo trader he's a guy who he talked with our um florida analyst ryan wright and and he said i think he said he had like a top Five, I think I don't remember exactly but Ryan asked him hey are there any schools making up ground he's like yeah Georgia I mean, people think it's because of the national championships but I like the way they run their offense I like what they do with their receivers um, and, and those are some names that I mean Jeremiah Smith is the number two player in the country obviously number one receiver um, and, and Jojo Trader is probably top of 25 30 I, I think off the top of my head so um, those are two guys that that Georgia hasn't really necessarily been in it with and then kj bolden could end up at receiver he's a top 30 guy uh, mike matthews is top 20 i mean and those are the names that georgia's in it with in this 24 class and obviously you got to close the deal and land them but um you Georgia said really, you said
0: zion reagan's right zion said Reagan, zion. yeah exactly yeah. i mean that's
1: the thing zion reagan's is like almost a forgotten guy and he's a top you know 100 150 prospect with blazing speed i mean those are the the names georgia's really in it with at receiver in this class so I'm um, definitely, um, you know, going for some bigger fish. I think than maybe they have. I, I
3: think one of the things that's overlooked in this class not only is Brian McClendon, but Todd Munkin's a, a wide receiver guy. And mm-hmm. you know, the wide receiver has really changed since he's been there. Uh, you know that they didn't have as much success. They, but he, but he was able to pull, like, like I said, Lad, who guys who thought fit his his system, and and now uh, I think he'll be able to pull, uh, you know, bigger fish type guys because uh, of his because he's a wide receiver guy and you got that on top of what BMAC is and he's just an elite recruiter. So, um, I, I think that's another reason.
0: Absolutely. And last question, I can answer this one real quick with big dog. It says, has anything changed with four-star corner Ellis Robinson still favored uh, for his commitment sign day? I think George is in a good spot there. Um, he's set to commit, uh, February 1st. So guys, this has been UGA sports rumors versus facts presented by Turner wooden Smith insurance. In cooperation with auto owners, we had number one prospect in the 2024 class, Dylan Rai, on with us for the first 15 minutes. So go back and check that out. I think you're going to find a lot of the things that he said very, very interesting. We even broke some news here. He's going to be visiting March 18th. That's breaking here on UGA uh, Sports Rumors versus Facts for the first spring practice over there. So he will uh, he will be in town. In Athens then, make sure you subscribe, you like, you turn on notifications. Uh, Wednesday night, this same time, 8.30, I'll be live here with Tavares King and NoSean Marino, as we are every week on the new show, Georgia Players section, uh, where TK and NoSean give their view on things from a former Georgia player standpoint. So, appreciate everybody tuning in for my guys Jed May and Trent Smallwood. I am Blaine Gilmer. Thank all of you for tuning in and we'll catch you next Monday night at 8:30 for another episode of UJ Sports Rumors versus Facts.